liquid Dish, on my shirt. Dishwashing stomach. Soap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you recording? <laughs> I really hope we got that. What, the dishwashing stomach? Yes. And the dishwashing soap, like, he's like, dishwashing liquid. And I was like, you mean soap? <laughs> Okay. Who should start? Okay. So, I mean, how do we we start this, though? Okay, so, hi! Hello. Shalom. (laughs) It's us again. It is us. Back from the grave. I was going to say something like, It's it's Brittany. (laughs) It's Brittany, which... (laughs) Thank you for, like... Making it podcast friendly. <laughs> I say I'm fun. I'm not taking it out. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I was gonna say something like it's your local crazy paranormal investigative people, or well, we're not really. In, I don't know if we're, we're not investigators. Or not, we're but not we're researchers. T- yeah, <laughs> I'm we're like we're not gonna be touching spirits with a ten foot pole. No, thank you. What? I'm like, we're not going to be touching spirits with a 10-foot pole. Already on enough of that at home. I mean... I understand where you're coming from. But, and you're probably going to say something. But. But. Cheeks. But. Cheeks. <laughs> um, so, when we go on vacation, if it's has a death wish. I have put in a request with my family that we must do one ghost tour. She has a death wish. I I don't think I have a death wish. I'm just really morbid sometimes. I mean, so am I, but... <laughs> but... You're also like, no, thank you. No bueno. No tanks. (laughs) So, Janine, why don't you inform our listeners what this episode's going to be about? Um, Creation myths, or how how are we going to title this? We were just... That is a good question. We're basically going to be talking about creation myths and what we think is, like, important about them and how myths in general and creation myths specifically can tell us a lot about the people who lived back then and who kind of like what was important to them you know so Mm -hmm. it's really kind of maybe a um i would maybe just call it creation myths yeah or ooh. that'd be kind of cool like maybe calling it one-stop shops creation myths yeah, or something. I feel like that'd be a fun title. Um, but yeah, like as I was saying, I guess <laughs> um, we're gonna be talking all about creation myths. Janine, would you like to start us off with something, or you want me to start, or what? 
Uh, you can start because I'm looking through the book that I'm going to be using. I'm like, holy, that is a lot. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, okay. Uh-huh. I used um, I used Google <laughs> to research today. So the stuff I'm talking about has already been summarized. Okay. What I want to use uh-huh. is 62 stanzas. And wait, one, two, three, three, four. Boy, let me mute myself on Google. <laughs> okay, you start. Okay, so, um, when I was doing the research that I came up with. I noticed a pretty interesting kind of trend, or at least I find it kind of interesting, of how there is a, it seems like a couple of these all kind of start with a plant or an animal before the, even the gods and goddesses of the myths are born. And another thing I find really fascinating is about the, the fact that the um, gods who are born first are lonely, thus creating more gods. <laughs> As one does. Yeah, it's like, I'm lonely. I'm gonna I mean, make I, I I made a joke in the in the in the private chat, but it, I mean we're not gonna say it, but but it did get a laugh from Abby. Oh yeah, I can't see. Oh yes, yes. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, no no no, it's fine. Um so I kind of found, and this is on, um, if you want to go find it to our darling listeners, um, it's called historycollection.com. It is a article about 16 incredible ancient creation stories from around the world by an author named Alexa, and it's from 2019. And I'm going to talk about a little bit about the um, Celtic mythology one. Because I found it kind of fascinating. And when I tried to find more like Celtic mythology. And this is something I've noticed about a lot of um, mythology. When it comes to like trying to find out more about the ancient Celts. Because they didn't write this stuff down. Because to them. And and this is something I kind of understand from. I think it was like history classes and things and Janine you might be able to expand on this as well Mm -hmm. um they didn't believe that writing was worthy of their Their stories stories. yeah they're like okay we're just gonna be coming back anyways and we should know all this so why bother writing it down yeah it's like "Ah!" (laughs) yeah it would be like say for today it's it like, when you, have it, like when you have an idea and you're like, oh, I'm going to remember it. I don't need to write it down. And then you forget. Uh, 
that happens way more than it should. <laughs> anyway, but, you were saying? No, I was going to say it's 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 like um a very common recipe say making pasta. Like and I'm talking from like the box. And you're writing it down but you don't say, "Oh, you need to boil this much water with to for this long with the pasta in it to make it al dente." And then years later, someone's reading this recipe and is like, how much water? How long? <laughs> and ends up with mushy pasta. <laughs> or just pasta that has not boiled at all. Oh, yeah. Like, to us now, it would be, you know, it'd be normal about how much to boil it. Um, anywho, back to this creation myth. Um, the article says that there was this white mare, so like a horse, uh, had the first god, like, was the mother of this first god after she ate some berries. Oh my god, where are my berries? <laughs> uh, that is kind of what I thought too when I was. I hate it that I. I hate it that, like, um, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind. And like <laughs> apparently, like when the god was being born, this mayor tore off um, bark from an oak tree, and when it hit the ocean, it created giants. Which, as, as one does, yeah, and um, but I, I find it kind of fascinating because, from what I understand, and again, we kind of don't know a lot about ancient Celtic traditions, unfortunately. But from my understanding, trees and like plants and stuff had really big, um, oh, yeah, importance to them. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into that later with the uh, the Norse ones. Yeah, and hopefully you'll be able to kind of, like, talk about it after this one, because there's a lot of parallels. But if Why? not, I can... Abby, what? Why are the cats named backwards here? Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> that was just a note to myself. Down. I was just scrolling down to see, oh, do we have any more myths to talk about? <laughs> And then I'm like, what? Um, that was because I saw on, like, Instagram. Oh. <laughs> about how if you spelled your cat's name backwards, it would be really pretty. And so I was like, I can't just think about that and have it in my head. I have to write it down. So. <laughs> I see you. I think Louise's sounds better. I <laughs> see you. The one Sorry, blooper material, but I was, like, so confused. Oh, yeah, no, you're good. Um, anyways, <laughs> so, this first god, upon seeing the giants, was like, I'm lonely. So, he, um, he had this white mayor, 
have more gods and goddesses. And because once they were born, they were bored. So they were like, we want to be worshipped. And again, from the same oak tree, they removed bark and created man and woman. Hmm. And then they created, like, the forests. Interesting. um, The sea. And, like, horses and stallions and, and weapons and, like, all of these, like, really important things to these people. And, you know, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Or things that they're trying to explain. Like, one of the gods created thunderbolts and fire. Another created instruments for music. And, you know, all of those things. And... It's like going from hunter-gatherer to sedentary. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it really does kind of feel that way. It feels like a um, a way to branch that gap between mm-hmm. when they were moving around a lot to when they start domesticating animals. Yep. Because you can see the importance of, of horses to them. Because they make a horse the mother of all the gods. Or grandmother of gods, you know. I mean, the matriarch. Yes, the matriarch. So, it it shows that, like, how that all works, you know. Um, I know I'm saying um a lot. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but, um... Please tell me you didn't hear that. What? I burped. Oh, I didn't hear anything. Okay, thank thank goodness. Like, I tried to, like, hit the the mute button, but I burped Uh before I got the hit. (laughs) I understand. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to kind of find from, like, myths from around the world and stuff, so I kind of found... um, I found one that I can talk about a little bit later about Je- from Japan and then one from uh but granted I had to use Wikipedia cuz um I didn't wasn't able to really find elsewhere um mm-hmm. one from West Africa. Oh nice. I or love from a group from West Africa. I love those stories. Oh, I know, right? Like I wanted to kind of show like everything. Or as best I could, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about yours next, or do you want me to keep going? Um, You can keep going, because I don't know if I should read, like, all of this, because it does explain, like, the creation of a lot of things and a lot of beings. Mm-hmm. It's so damn long. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I was going to mention kind of how... Like I said before, because I use the internet, a lot of these are summarized already Mm -hmm. and they're not like the long version and of course we can always talk about modern creation stories and when I say modern I'm talking more along the lines of things people still kind of believe in Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the one we were talking about earlier on the private chat (laughs) yeah I mean obviously Um, we're not gonna say how I said it but oh of course yeah no much more sensitively. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Um, so I'm gonna talk about the Japanese one real quick. Um, yeah. This one is from a website. Um, it's cs.williams.edu. Um, so this one, like I said, is a Japanese creation myth. And so originally all the elements were mixed together and there was one tiny germ of life. And that. this began to mix things around until, you know how in science they'd like show you the mixture that doesn't like dissolve together? Like and water so, and oil. Yeah. yeah, or like sand and water. Mm-hmm. And how it'll separate after time. Yeah. Well, this is what that's what happens <laughs> in this is the heavier parts sink and the lighter parts rise. Yeah. And so there was a sea that covered the entire earth. Mm-hmm. And from this a plant grew until it reached the top of the clouds. It's like Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, but the Beanstalk becomes a god. Oh. (laughs) 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 And because it was lonely, like the other story, it created other gods. And... I think I did my report on this. Sorry, sorry. Continue. Oh, it's such a good did, story. You uh-huh. can totally tell. Talk about it because. Oh I, no, no, no! You uh, do it. You do it. I want to hear you say it. Okay. Um, the last two of them were the most remarkable, important. Um, I do not know how to say these names, but I'm going to give it my best shot. You want me to say it after you do? Yes. Okay. okay. Izanagi and Izanami. Yes. Izanagi and Izanami. Oh, thank God. I actually did pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love them. Uh Uh-huh. Continue. Sorry, I'm so Um, excited. (laughs) And so they were walking together, looked at the ocean, and were like, hmm, what's underneath there? So Izanagi puts his staff into the water, and when he pulls it back up, some of the mud that's in the sea begins to harden and becomes the islands of Japan. Then they decide we're going to go down to these islands and explore. They go in different directions, creating plants and things like that. When they meet again, they're like, let's get married and have kids (laughs) to inhabit this land. The first child was a girl who was very radiantly beautiful. And she was too beautiful to live in Japan, they decided. So they put her in the sky and she became the sun. Their second daughter became the moon. And their third child, which was a son, was sentenced to the sea because he was unruly and he creates storms. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it says that their first child, so the daughter who became the son, bore a son <laughs> who became emperor of Japan. And bef- after that, all the other emperors of Japan have claimed descent from him. Ooh. 
So is that how you remember it? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I really love this one. I think it's so gorgeous. And I really wanted to talk about it. Like, what's really interesting is that um, the out of the two gods, I can't remember if it was um, Izanagi or Izanami. Mm-hmm. Well, the, 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 the woman, like, she goes down into the underworld and she stays there and she eats food of the underworld. And I think, like, she can't come back or oh. something. Yeah. So, so it's like, um, like Orpheus what? and Eurydice yes. and Persephone and Hades. And I mean, it's, ah, it's so good. I love it. Oh, my aunt is calling me. But yes, continue talking. Okay. Who is she the child of? The first child. Oh, of the two gods. So Izanami and Izanagi. She says later their first child, but they already had the three. Yeah. What they're talking about is. Their first child, meaning the god's first child. Yeah, I know, but they just said that those two gods Mm -hmm. had three children. Yes. So later, their first child. Yeah, they're talking about the one who becomes the son. Well, her name was... It didn't... Oh. No, it says the first child is Anami. No. Izanami is the oh, goddess. The first, oh, okay. oh, okay, that makes more sense. I was sitting there going, I could have sworn it didn't have a name. Yeah, no, um, it it was a bit confusing to me, too. That's why, I, like, when I read it, I, you know, uh, double-checked it. So, um, I'm going to move on while Janine is talking to her aunt to um, this next one. I'm going to try and find maybe, um, see if I can find it on a Maybe that's not just Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, so I double-checked to try and find... I'm back. Oh, okay. Um, while you were away, I kind of talked about the Japanese myth a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Kind of explaining some things to Carson. And then I decided I wanted to see if I could find another site that would work for the West African mm-hmm. tale, but um, all of them were either, like, behind paywalls, which is unfortunate. The one that you sent me, like, the 16 Myths one, it starts at number seven, so I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, for some reason that has happened. I had to re-look it up. I don't know why it started on number seven when I saved the link. Mm-hmm. Let me, hold on, hold on. 16 Myths around the world. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, okay. Oh, the first one is coincidentally. Uh-huh. Norse. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. I mean, I'll talk about that later. But um Oh, oh my gosh. Um, oh. The Native Americans, Native American one. The Hopi one? Um, there's one about how the raven accidentally created man from a pea pod. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Uh, which one? Yeah, y'all, me. if you guys want to go look at this, it is we can, incredible. We need yes. to, like, put the link to this on, I mean, obviously to all of them, but... um. This is like a phenomenal. It's, it's like molten gold. Source. 
it is amazing. Like it talks about like the Hopi creation story, you know, of um the uh, was it Spider Grandmother? Yeah, Spider Grandmother, which is I love Spider Grandmother. <laughs> yeah, my grandma, it's like her favorite creation myth. <laughs> she loves that one. Anyways, um, it has a bunch in here. It has... It's got Norse. It's got Hindu. It's got uh, the Jewish creation. It's got the the Christian creation of Genesis. Yeah, it has Greek. uh, It has the Japan story that we just talked about, Mm -hmm. the Japanese one. Um, It has... Oh, it has Andean Incan in here. Mm -hmm. And then also Greek... Egyptian. It has a bunch. It's really cool. It has a a West African one as well, but this one I'm going to talk about is a different one. So, the one that I found, again, I found it on Wikipedia. I tried to find it on a different site. A lot of them were behind paywalls or barely had anything that I could, like, open. Because of the paywalls and stuff. Very unfortunate. Sad. <laughs> um, this one, and I'm going to apologize if I mispronounce any of this. But um, Fawn, it's um, the Fawn people of West Africa. What, no- what number is it? Uh, it is in the dock. It is the... It is the third... It's the oh, the third article. link. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was looking at the other link. <laughs> oh, I understand. Yeah, this is, um, according to Wikipedia, there's different ver- versions of this one mm-hmm. that can be told. So, either the moon being is the mother of all gods and humanity, or the sun and moon being who is both male and female and is androgynous gave birth to the the moon being Mawu Mm -hmm. and who's a girl and then Lisa who's a boy and then they had the power to creation or overcreation. Ooh. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's pretty fascinating to me. Yeah. That. Because sometimes. And we can talk. Sometimes it's very else. specific. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It. it um, and it kind of just depends, I guess, on the culture. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of fascinating. I, I love that personally, that. It, it talks about there's different versions of it. And I love that because creation myths have different versions. Yeah. Um, so many talk about how like Mawu created everything and she was carried from place to place by the rainbow serpent. And I'm going to try and pronounce this very well. But again, if I mispronounce it, I'm so sorry. Aido Huidu. Mm-hmm. And um, the earth was the first thing created. 
and all of like the mountains and the valleys were shaped by the snake's motion. And mountains were created from the snake's excrement. <laughs> I mean. And precious metals were left inside. And after all of this creation, the world was too heavy. So she asked the serpent to coil itself around the earth so that it could rest like, upon it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like hold it all together. Yeah, and according to Wikipedia, it holds, like this rainbow serpent holds his tail in his mouth so that he doesn't lose grip on the earth. You see a lot of those like images of the serpent Holding the tail. Yeah. And, I mean, again, I find this one really fascinating, and that's why I wanted to, like, talk about mm -hmm. it. And, um, the goddess of the moon created the sea to keep the serpent cool. And whenever the serpent shifts... It causes earthquakes or tidal waves. Oh. And, again, this is part of something we may have talked about before. But it is very fascinating to me that... Like, how do you explain natural disasters? Yeah. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like this. Yes. Yes. Anyways, those were the three that I had found. What... Did you want to talk about? Um, I have the Norse creation myth, mm -hmm. which is like I said at the beginning, a giant cow, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. And I also have a the first part of the poetic Edda, which is called the Cirrus's prophecy and it talks about like it mentions a lot of these things that were created at the beginning mm -hmm. and if we have time I can read all of it because it is really fascinating yeah I mean if we have time because okay. I don't know how long we've been recording yet uh I can check let's see we've been recording for 31 minutes it's just 45 at the top oh that might be how long we've been on the call oh <laughs> okay, um, so the origin of the cosmos, according to uh, Norse mythology, and I'm reading this from NorseMythology.org. Mm -hmm. So, um, before there was anything, before there was Earth, sky, literally anything, there was just an abyss. Like, it was just a giant, bottomless pit called... Ganunga Gap. And yep, mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was just chaos and it was just very quiet and dark. And there, for some somehow, it was the birthplace of the element of fire, which is um Mus um Muspelheim, 
And there, there was also ice, like the Elm device, called mm-hmm. Niflheim. So the ice from Niflheim clashed with the flames of Muspelheim, and they met within Genunga Gap. And in within all of that, the fire melted the ice, and the drops of the ice formed into a giant called Emir, which translates to screamer. So you can imagine that in the 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 quiet. Well, okay, I do want to point out something really fascinating. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen fire and ice together? Like yes, it makes a hissing noise. Uh huh. So it just makes sense that that would be like what his name means. Yes. And it does. It makes like a really, really creepy, like. <laughs> it's so creepy. So this, this giant, Emir, is the first of like these destructive giants, these, these godlike giants. And um, Emir is intersex. So it, it, it will literally translate to like hermaphrodite. So it could, it could reproduce asexually. So whenever, whenever Emir slept, more giants would just kind of like be formed out of his limbs, like from his sweat, from his limbs, from his armpits. Dang. And whenever the frost like kept melting from the fire, there came out out came a cow called out umla, mm-hmm. which it means abundance of humming. And so she 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 fed Emir with her milk. And she would just lick these, like, salt blocks of ice. And, uh-huh. like, as, as she would lick these, these blocks of salt ice, uh, she uncovered Buri, which is, like I said, translates to progenitor, like, progenitor, uh-huh. who was the first of the Aesir. So Buri had a son named Bor, and Bor married Besla, who also came from these blocks of ice and salt. And so the daughter, um, so I think, so Besla was the daughter of the giant Bolt, Boltorn. And so Bori, no, sorry, sorry, Bor and Besla. Um, had Odin who became the chief of the Aesir, and they also had Vili and Ve. Well, Odin and his brothers decided to kill Ymir, and that's how the world began to form, because from Ymir's corpse, they made the oceans out of his blood and the soil from his skin and his muscles, and they made vegetation from his hair, remember? What the Aztec myth? myth the I was Aztec about to creation. say this sounds yeah. very familiar. <laughs> yeah, so they made the clouds out of his brains, and the the sky, like literally the dome of the sky, is Emir's skull. Mm-hmm. So, out of all this chaos, four dwarves decided. I don't know how they 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 were formed, but these four dwarves corresponded to like the four cardinal points of like north, south, east, and west. And they held, like, these four dwarves hold together Emir's skull so that it doesn't fall. 
And if like if if these dwarves decide, oh, we don't want to hold the skull like the skull anymore, then the earth is just going to collapse. Anyways, so, so so the gods. Oh, I mean, so far we've only I think we've only got um, Odin, Vili, and Vey. They decided to form the first people, the for the first man and woman, um, out of out of trees. So it's uh, so these trees are Ask and Embla. And it's literally like ash and elm. Oh, cool. yeah. So they 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 found these 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 trunks of um, ash and elm just washed up on the shore, and they decided to breathe life into them. And with all these other trees that were washed up, they decided to build the fence around mm-hmm. the earth, which is Midgard, <laughs> which is where we live. Oh. Yep. That's really cool. Like, okay. Okay, but here's the thing. I like the fact that it's called Midgard. Yes. And maybe not because of maybe... Like, yeah, it sounds cool. But... We as humans... Need homeostasis. Yes. And that term reminds me of it because you need to be in the middle ground. Mm-hmm. And and actually, Midgard. Midgard, yeah, Midgard is like it's in the middle between um, what's Niflheim, the land of ice, and what's um, Asgard and the other the other realms. So so literally, like Midgard is in the middle of the giant tree Yggdrasil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you've also got like the giant serpent. <laughs> but I don't know. What do we have time to read from the from the from the poem um, again? Well, how long is our podcast episode so far? Like recording? Uh thirty-eight minutes. Thirty-nine. Um I'm afraid we might not, because like if we read it. There might just be, like, so much. (laughs) But I do think this is something we can definitely, like, re-address if you don't want. I mean, because I would love to keep talking about, like, creation myths. In fact, I feel like this needs to be a two-parter so that we can, like, really get in deep with all the stuff about, like... How you can tell what's important to the people of the time and things mm-hmm. like that. Like the fact that it was a giant cow that yeah created all of this. Yeah, like to me it just so you got like I almost the mayor, feel like this is a good stopping. What? So you you've got the mare, you've got the cow, you've got just just animals forming things, weaving things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, uh-huh. it just, it, it, to me, it, we, we could spend hours on this. <laughs> I think we could spend hours talking about how things might create, like, it might start in completely different parts of the world that have known, like, when they were created 
they had no knowledge of the other thing being created. And it's it's amazing how that works. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the pyramids. I'm not just talking about, like, Egyptian pyramids. I'm talking, like, Aztec pyramids and things like that. Like, pyramid-shaped formations. You know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, how, how, how do these people who have never had any contact decide to build something so similar? And, I mean, no, we're not going to go into the ancient alien things because it's not... It's it, that's something that really bugs me. <laughs> yes. Wait, it's, say that one more time. We're not going to go into the ancient aliens thing. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, like, it, it's just, okay, it gets you thinking. Maybe they had some sort of contact amongst each other, or maybe there was just something in, the, in their subconscious that was like, okay, giant building to the sky. Yeah. I mean... Even if there was no connection, there's still a almost an, an, an innate human desire to do certain things. Yes. Like, to understand our world. That's partly why there's all these creation myths, is to understand the world they were living in. The, that's what was going on. These people were trying their best. It's like, okay, how do I explain how certain things go about to my kids or to, like, other people? If, like, for example, if I'm, like, the chief of a village, okay, how do I explain that this is how things work? Yeah. Very true. Very true. Well, we're so glad that y'all stayed and listened. Yes. And though Carson was really quiet, back. I made him move. I'm back. Yes, he had to go talk to uh, our grandma. Oh. <laughs> but he's back. Next episode. We should be talking more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we discussed it and we're going to do this as a two-part episode. Yeah. Because we basically spent like almost 40 minutes talking just about the myths yeah, themselves. Sorry, Carson, you have to edit all that. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, I might be able to edit. I just have to figure out, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll let you know if I can't. Okay. Um, but also, we want to just say thank you all so much for listening because we, we got another, like, huge spike yeah so thank you yes thank you we appreciate it no thank you (laughs) (laughs) well adios bye stay safe stay spooky and keep it on candy stop recording there we go